Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Fontana lives it. Head coach Tony Ursland and uh, fellas, we've been teasing this moment. We've been teasing this show for like months. We're finally here, Tony. We're there. The corner. Pretty soon, you guys are going to get to wrestle. Uh, congrats on making it this far. And uh, just what were the emotions like for you the, the past uh, handful of days? Yeah, it's just just excitement. I mean, you know, what it's taken just to get to this point. I mean, some people may have an idea from watching football. You know, if you follow football, you know, mainstream media, you probably get a, a kind of a, a hint of all of the testing and the medical things involved and, and, and the stop and the start to training, right, the pause. And it's, it's taken a lot. And we are on the verge. By no means are we in the clear, right? But we have a schedule and we are preparing to wrestle dual meets. And that is a wonderful thing to do something that is, you know, it's semi-normal in your life again. How was the reaction in the room, Tony? When, when you talk about, you know, the guys uh, finally, you know, they've been, they've been preparing for something, not knowing what it was for, you know, since last March. Um, how has their reaction been with uh, with the dates and the opponents and so on and so forth? I think it just solidified things in their mind, right? Like, you know, it, you can talk about it a lot, but until you see the schedule and know that it's real, you know, it, there's that little, the little doubt, you know, that's always in the back of your mind where are we going to really get to do this, right? After everything you've seen for eight months or whatever it's been of the pandemic, you know, there's always that that sliver of doubt where I think some guys were like, yeah, they're talking like we're going to wrestle, but are we really, you know what I mean? That kind of a wink and a nod kind of a thing. And so to have that schedule and now it's, it's a real thing, you know, on paper, you know, uh, I think it just solidified things. And, and then there's that level of excitement. Yeah. I, I really like our group. They've been troopers through this whole thing. Um, but Hey, you know, there's that noticeable excitement of, yeah, we're going to get to compete against somebody else. And, and that was great to see. Um, you know, let's dig into the schedule a little bit here. Um, we have officially seven dates, um, eight, if you can see, you know, eight, if you, you, you loop in, um, big 10 championships and, and NCAA championships, nine, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but we'll kick things off next Friday, hosting Northwestern, uh, here at, uh, here at Holloway gymnasium. Uh, I know you've talked to coach Storniolo a little bit. Um, you know, you excited to, to, to really, do this and and uh you know especially getting to do our, our first one at home yeah it's no it's gonna be exciting you know there's no doubt um you know the thing that's interesting and i i think we may dive into this maybe a little deeper later on too but uh you know you just don't know what you're going to show up with from a lineup perspective right now too because we have daily testing and we've had a few guys have positives and we've had guys that are trying to get back. And, and I know Northwestern and every big 10 school is dealing with similar things. And so, you know, the interesting thing is I think people are going to see a lot of different lineups. So while we could sit here and talk matchups sometimes, right. About, Hey, this duel's coming and these guys are really highly ranked and we're expecting this to happen. <laughs> you know, right now, I, I, I don't even really want to go there. And, and I'm sure every coach is like, ah, who knows how we're really going to show up. Um, but the great thing and the way we're approaching it is we're going to have everybody ready. You know, there's, there's no red shirt years. There's clock extensions. Uh, my plan is to weigh in almost the entire team and have the entire team ready to make weight because you never know until the day of when you clear that, that COVID test that you're, you have the green light. 
So you've got to have everybody ready to go. And, and I would just tell fans, be ready to see a lot of different lineups. You know, um, the goal is to, is to, you know, get everybody out there and compete. And then, you know, ultimately get, get your best kids in March to nationals, right? Like, and that's, that's kind of everything we train for is big tens and the national championship. So I think you're going to see a lot of different lineup combinations, you know, especially from us, you know, because we're going to weigh in a lot of different people and use uh, a lot of different, you know, looks. So uh, I, I would imagine it's going to be something similar for most teams. It's been interesting on, on my end and, and Corey, you know, has, has dealt with this a little bit too, you know, uh, being at home first has its perks, obviously no travel, no, none of that, no buses, no hotels, no flights, anything like that. Um, but figure out the logistics of a home duel under the, the COVID circumstances has been a, an interesting challenge. You know, there's a lot of conversation in regards to how many mats we're going to use, how are we going to clean, where are the camera location is going to be, um, where are the, you know, the DV sport, the, the replay, um, <clears throat> The fans, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times we've been asked on social media about fans. You know, we're still working that, we're still working that bug out right. and how that's going to work. Um, so it is, uh, like, like I said, it, it's a, it's definitely a double-edged sword here. Like we're, we're excited to be home first, but at the same time, man, it, it, it is a dog that comes with all kinds of fleas. Yep. And, and that's where the appreciation though, just for what everybody is, is, is going through to get us to this point. Right. I mean, that's, Never uh, has it been more true when you just say, hey, we get a wrestle and you feel good about it, right? Because that's part of the thing this year is just getting to the mat and getting to compete because of the amount of work and effort that's been put in by everybody. I mean, think about you with travel and Corey, who's going to deal with the live streaming and, 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 and facilities with cleaning the mats and teams coming in the night before with testing. And there's just so much to think about, but it's great, you know, uh, people have really sacrificed and put a lot of time and effort to uh, give these young men and women the opportunity to, uh, to showcase their, their abilities. And that's, and that's, that's the big win here before we even start. Absolutely. Um, so uh, we turn right around. We'll go on the road the following weekend. It'll be a double dual weekend. We'll head over to Illinois on a Friday um, and then up to Madison, Wisconsin to see the Badgers on Sunday. And it's been a while since, you know, we just went to, we just went to Illinois last year. Uh, yeah. So it'll be a, a repeat trip there, but um, it's been a while since we've been up to Madison. Yeah, it, it has been just the way the rotation goes. You know what I mean? It's it, like, as you said, it's been a while. And now the schedule flipped on us, right? I mean, you know, normally that doesn't happen, but sure. um, you know, obviously with big 10 competition only, you know, they're going to send us up there. So it, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about any travel. You know what I mean? It's nope. I've waited nope. a long time to travel. So uh, we're happy to go to uh, Illinois on Friday night, make our way on Saturday up to Wisconsin and duel those guys on, uh, on uh, Sunday. Uh, the one thing I will uh, mention too, so fans are kind of aware, obviously uh, the duels are important. That's, you know, that's what we really want to um, preserve. I, I really believe in the dual aspect of the sport and in what it does for the fans. So we really, the duels are important. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the other way we're going to try to get kids matches as well is we're going to have some extra matches. So if people see, you know, after the dual box score, there's extra matches being wrestled, you know, that's done to give other people the opportunity to compete as well as maybe get your match count up. You know, we've talked, I think, a, you know, a show or two ago about having four matches is kind of the magic number yep. when you're talking about qualifying criteria for nationals. So we're, you know, 
I would tell people to keep, a, keep an eye out. We're going to wrestle those duels and those will be fun, but then there'll also be some extra matches, you know, that people can kind of keep an eye. It won't count towards team scores, but it will play a part when you talk about um, you know, giving kids the opportunity to compete and be ready for nationals. And to piggyback off that a little bit before you jump in there, Corey, um, these are not exhibition matches. Um, you know, typically if, if those were ever done in the past, they'd be exhibitions. They would not count towards a wrestler's, uh, you know, career stats or their, their win loss record. Um, whereas this year, they, these, these matches count, they will go on their NCAA record forms. They will, uh, they will matter when it's all said and done uh, here at the end of the, end of the season. And all that'll be worked out by the head coaches day of, Tony, you, you anticipate, or in conversations before? Yeah, um, the, you know, and we just had a Big Ten conference call the other day. The way we envision this, and, and we, I'm going to say it again, it's fluid. For but sure. going in that week. <laughs> the we official word to, of COVID. Yes, yes, right. Um, we would kind of look at who we're going to travel with, you know what I mean, and who needs matches, and then let the opposing coach know so that as the home, you know, coach, they could have some other athletes ready to go too. So, um, like I said, I just I want people to be aware of that. Um, I love the fact that we're, we're wrestling duels. You see a lot of other formats out there, right? I think you saw there's some different formats going on right now. Uh, we think the dual meet is absolutely important and that we want to wrestle them if at all possible. You know, we don't want to have postponements if there's any way possible not to. And, and I realize it could happen. I mean, we've seen football games and basketball games postponed or canceled. So that's that's a real possibility. But I just, you know, want people to know that as Big Ten coaches, we, you know, we were going to make every effort to get uh, to get a lineup to the mat so we can have a duel. It may not, you know, it may not be everybody's number ones right in this year, uh, but but I like the fact that, hey, we're going to wrestle dual meets, you know what I mean, this year so that the crowds and the people can see their teams and then we'll wrestle these extra matches as a way to, you know, uh, get mat time for other kids or even guys who need it that may have been out, you know, from uh, COVID or other injuries. I, I love that resolve from the coaches, you know, sort of a kind of a put your head down and, and keep moving forward uh, as an overall mentality. I would expect nothing different from, from this group of guys for sure. Uh, Not from wrestlers. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering, it's probably a, a non-issue. It probably doesn't matter. But I know in the past, sometimes in an early season invitation, you can see, you know, Purdue versus Purdue match up in a, on a bracket. Would that be a possibility for an extra match? If we've got a couple extra guys that, you know, at a weight class and want to get them both. Uh, yeah. Now that's, so that's an interesting proposition. In the past, you were able to do that, but we had a situation um, with a tournament last year that was run by a school where they had, they filled the bracket with their own guys and literally wrestled three or four matches against their own teammates. And I know that wasn't looked upon favorably. Okay. Right. And so while, um, while I, I don't think the big 10 has specifically addressed that, I know the NCAA has looked at that in a different way. And not, so I'm looking for a little bit of clarity or clarification there before we move forward. That is something that I think is, is key for us to understand because, you know, while in the past it may not have been allowed, you would hate to see a kid who maybe has three matches. And if you get them the fourth by wrestling a teammate, you know, this would be the year where I, I could see them, you know, making maybe being a little more lenient. But I also know that they didn't look upon that favorably, um, you know, as a, as a means of upping your RPI or your win percentage. Yep. Right. It's, it's a situation. Hope, hopefully it's a bridge that nobody has to cross and, yep. 
Yep. It's something we don't run into, but uh, you know, obviously it's a situation that's hanging out there that, that we may have to. Yep, absolutely. So uh, continuing on the schedule, we will continue on the road after that weekend swing to uh, Champaign and Madison. We will head east uh, to Rutgers for the third time in the last year. Uh, back to back to the rack um, where we will get the Scarlet Knights and uh, well, Minnesota will join us out there for a tri-duel. Um, we had some crazy times in the rack last year. I anticipate that this year will bring, uh, bring nothing less. Um, so hopefully we can avoid the injuries that we had there. Those were the downer sides of the rack, but um, you know, obviously that fifth place finish at big tens and, you know, eight national qualifiers. That was a, that was a good time. So, It'll be interesting to see what uh, a trip to Piscataway brings to us again. Yeah, fond memories, as, as you said. Um, you know, a tremendous duel, right, came down to the very end, uh, which we were able to, you know, to secure with a big overtime victory and then big tens. Uh, you know, that was the last time, right? That was it. You know, that was our last memory of us doing everything as a team live was out at big tens and uh, finished top five, you know, was that since 1992, and so yep. there was some, a little bit of history there in that way. So there's some good feelings there, you know, that was created by this team. And, you know, you look forward to that continue, right? You want, you want the momentum that you had to continue. And that's, and that's all, you know, from a, an expectation and a, and a mentality standpoint, that what I'm really looking for, you know, these guys advancing the program again, you know, continuing to move levels. It's been interesting uh, talking to the guys about the schedule and stuff. And they, you know, we talked about going back out there and, uh, you know, the one uncertainty, we, we mentioned this earlier, but, um, you know, we have no idea what the fan situation is going to be like. And it's going to be different everywhere because every state's going to have different protocols and regulations and laws and whatever else you want to, you know, throw into the pot um, in regards to, to home duels. And so, you know, they talked about what a great environment the rack is and how fun it was to wrestle there in front of a hostile crowd. But, um, you know, we'll call it unlikely that uh, we will get to see a similar hostile crowd when we go back to Jersey. So it'll be a very different uh, environment there. Yeah. And I, and I, you love environments like that, right? No matter where it is in the big 10, you love, you know, a loud crowd, you know, people, you know, getting into the matches, you know, I don't care if they're rooting for us or against us, but you love that atmosphere. You know, you love people yelling and screaming and hollering they're into it. Uh, it you know, that's, it's just fun to, to play, to compete in those environments. So, you know, I'm sure that will probably, you know, people have commented all fall, but it's a little different, right? Playing in front of, you know, uh, you know, a small crowd or no crowd. And I'm sure it will be no different for us, but uh, nonetheless competing will I'm sure make up for it. Absolutely. Uh, back home after the trip to Jersey, uh, we're going to have a, a heck of a weekend in, uh, in Holloway. We're going to welcome in uh, top-ranked Iowa, your alma mater, as yep. well as uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes are going to come over from Columbus, and we'll have a, a little tri-duel over in Holloway to, uh, to get back at home again. Yeah, no, it should, should be great. You know, um, I kind of like, you know, if we're talking about the overall look of the schedule, too, I like how it kind of came out in terms of one match on the first weekend, right? You get one match. Yeah, you know, get it in, get it out, see see how you look, you train. Then you you string back a Friday, Sunday, which is a more traditional deal, but still one match a night, travel, another match, but two matches on the weekend. And then two that should, right, right. And so that gets you then into, you know, some of these these uh tries, right, that are that are gonna be tough with good teams. I mean, every as a Big Ten schedule only, yeah, they're all gonna be tough. But 
I like the progression there for us. You know, we didn't jump in with a quad or a try in the first weekend, which could be tough, you know, first time down to wait and you just, you know, you're waiting to see how things look. So I, I kind of like the progression of the schedule, I guess, as we move into, you know, the, you know, especially, uh, you know, that kind of weekend where you have um, two very good teams like uh, Ohio state and Iowa. Absolutely. Um, as you said, you know, we will taper off at the end. We have two single duels to finish up the season. February 12th, we'll go up to East Lansing, take on the Spartans. Um, you know, we go there every year for the Michigan State Open, but we haven't been up there for a duel in a while. Um, and then uh, we'll finish things up at home on February 21st with uh, our tribal Indiana. That'll be, a, that'll be a fun one to have at our place uh, in state, um, you know, with the last, the last opportunity to wrestle before Big Tens. Yeah, no, uh, I, like I said, I really enjoy the, the, the flow of the schedule. A lot of great tests. You get a chance to work in, you know, with match counts before you get really busy with two tries. And then you get to taper again in terms of just volume of matches there. Because, um, you know, let's just face it, it, this fall and even early on this winter, it's been start, stop. You know, okay, you've, we've trained a little bit, but then we've had to pause, right? Um, as COVID rates go up or, you know, county regulations or whatever affects. So it's been a very disjointed uh, period to train in as it's not been just regular. So you kind of want to make sure you get some consistency. And it looks like we'll have uh, an ability to train, you know, as we taper on the back end with only one duel. And then we've got, you know, um, what, almost a week and a half, basically, till Indiana again. And then you catch those two weeks going into into the Big Ten Championship. So really having the opportunity to train, I mean, I mean, truly train, get a good training cycle in to make some jumps and peak for Big Tens is still there, which you, I was a little worried about, quite frankly, because the schedule was out of our hand and it was compressed. So like I said, you know, no matter what schedule they gave us, we're happy. But uh, I do think, you know, it, it shook out kind of nice where we can train and push uh, and peak getting into Big Tens as long as we got everybody with us. Was there uh, was there any discussion? I know you, you, you're on the phone with with AJ Eads a lot and friend of the podcast, of course. Um, was there any discussion along the way of of keeping some open space? Like you said, there's a, almost a week and a half between the MSU duel and the IU duel. There's another almost two weeks before Big Tens. Keep, keeping some flexibility for the possibility of uh, of, of reschedules. Yeah. Um, if you look, I know we talked about us starting on the 15th, yep. there will be a handful of teams that go this weekend, actually right. anywhere competing, you know, the eighth uh, through the 10th. So you're going to have a handful of teams. Uh, obviously we're not one of those teams. So that was where your flexibility initially was. Okay. Not that we couldn't, you know, if we're going against a Michigan state on a Friday night, maybe if something happens with an event, we could push to that Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there is the, the possibility that we, we will still move some things around and you've got to keep that flexibility. But I think with us starting on, on that second weekend, you, you have less flexibility. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I know they wanted it there, but uh, let's just face it. We've got, we've got six events or six dates and you got seven weekends. Yeah. So you, you only had the one free, free weekend out there. Okay. That won't stop us from, uh, you know, let, if anything does happen, you know, knock on wood, it doesn't, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our damnedest to, uh, 
to be flexible and, and get creative and try and mix some things up to make things, some things happen. So sure. don't, uh, don't put anything past those wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I said, on the meeting the other day that the, I think we all realize you could end up with, you know, a depleted team at some point, but the commitment to, Hey, we're, we're going to compete. We're going to, we're going to go and we're going to wrestle uh, is there. And that's a big thing, fellas. I'm just telling you, um, you know, it, it may hurt. We may put ourselves, you know, if you're out there and, you know, who knows who's got to be ready. That's why we're going to have everybody be ready to down to weight and have an opportunity to wrestle. You, you just have to approach it that way because if on the day of the match, you've got a, a positive, right? It's next man up. And if you're, and if your positive was the number two, because number one's out, it better be the number three, right? You know? Uh, so uh, just be, you know, all I've tried to tell our team is be ready. And we're, you know, we're weighing guys in daily based on their percentages, you know, based on, you know, percentage of their weight class. So it's, they're not making scratch weight daily, but we're, we're really keeping guys, you know, close enough to be in range and, and to be ready to go. So, and they've done a good job. Like I said, they've been troopers. Uh, I think they've, they've done a really good job so far and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to, uh, to, uh, you know, do a good job. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we've alluded to this and we've, we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but um, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to stay on that channel for a second. Has, has there ever been a, more, I don't know if difficult is the right word, but has, has there ever been a harder year to prepare for? <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, oh, next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, every year has its challenges. No, no doubt. Right. I mean, every year is challenging. I, I would not, there's never a year that you just say it's easy. It's just not, I mean, we're in, in big 10, uh, wrestling, you know, not only just big 10 sports, which is that competitive, then you think it's wrestling too, which is, you know, at the highest level in this country. So every year is challenging, but man, um, you know, what we believe and what most wrestlers believe, but we're known for it. We love to train. We love to get in there. And, and that training has been interrupted, uh, you know, in some States vastly more than others, you know, you know, here we've been fairly fortunate and we've had some pauses and we've had some disjointed things, but, you know, we're, we've been going, you know, you know, fairly regularly. Um, but I know some states get shut down even more. And, you know, there's going to be, as we talked about, there's going to be positive cases. And it's not just, hey, you've got COVID. Now, hey, you're going to have to do 10 days of isolation. You're going to have to get your EKGs, your blood work, all of those things that have to be met and satisfied. And then once you get medically cleared, you got to do another seven days to, you know, to, of working and ramping up, building you know, back up. So, um, you know, there, we, we are all going to have to manage ourselves. And that is something I talked to the team extensively about yesterday because we've got some guys who are getting back and they, they really want to compete, but Hey, there, here's these hoops. You still have to jump through and all, and all they know is they're young men and they want to compete. Right. Right. This is what I've, this is what I do. And so managing them and managing themselves is, is a really big thing right now, you know, not getting ahead of yourself and understanding that I got to be patient and still work through the process, but still be focused, right? Like do everything I can still do to be, mm -hmm. be ready, you know, whatever that is. And so now when you say is, is this the most challenging? Yeah, it's, it is just, it is a, it is a huge challenge, but like I said, it's, it's one our team has accepted and, 
And, and I, honestly, I look, I look forward to going through it, you know, because I'm a huge believer. And I think I've always said this, you know, you're better for these experiences. You know, certainly, you know, we're going to push, you know, we're not going to wish, you know, I don't wish ill on anybody from COVID, right? Like that's not what we're talking about, but having to manage yourself with some uncertainty of competing and um, start and stop in your training and not being able to just go when you think you're ready because a doctor or somebody saying, wait, you know, those are things that should make you better when you come out of it, because I've been through it, I've handled these situations. And so no matter what happens, we'll come out the other side better prepared to take us where we want to go ultimately, you know, for, for our goals. So, you know, it, it, it's not fun, but I think we'll be better. Experience is always the best teacher. Tell you Gordon, what, did you have something there? I did. This, this feels like a, like a, like a sport management graduate school mock scenario that's that, <laughs> like some diabolical professor throws at you and then just keeps making it worse. You know, okay, now you yeah, yeah. do with this. Okay, but like, like you said, this is real life. There's no doubt that, you know, all of them, <laughs> most, most importantly, the student athletes, you know, you don't know what the lessons are you're learning when you're in the fire. But, yeah. but 10 years later, they're going to look back at this and say, holy cow, I learned so much about myself, about dealing with adversity, about overcoming. Uh, it, it, this is going to immeasurably change their lives. And, and you're right. It's not something any of us want to go through, but this is the hand we're dealt. Uh, this is, this is the place that, that, uh, that, that we've been put. And, and so you better make the best of it. Right. You're making us sound really old right now. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> These young kids, when they get older, they'll understand. They'll appreciate this someday. It's true. <laughs> my hope is next year they appreciate the heck out of this, right? right. My, I hope by next year they're <laughs> yes. like, oh, this is great. You mean we can just go sit down at training table together and talk? This mm -hmm. is awesome. We can just hang out in the locker room? What? I can stay here and just, just talk? You're this is cool. <laughs> you know, right. And, and, and I'll, and I'll, to your earlier point, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, I, I took, you know, master's, uh, I have my master's in athletic administration and, and uh, you know, I had to do a thesis and all those things. And I'll tell you, if, if any one of my professors had thrown this scenario at me, Hey, now think about this and this, and, and I'd be like, yeah, now come back to reality. Let's really, let's, no let's deal in reality here, bud. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even entertain it. So, you know, I guess they were right. Yep. Yeah. Diabolical. This, that would be that, that, that this is next level challenge problem solving. Thank you. Right. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly jumping through those hoops, but no, you know, you brought up a good point as far as like, you know, hopefully in a year from now, these kids are looking back at this and, and, you know, you, uh, I know that you preach often to the guys you talk about a, an idea of, you know, being appreciative for the opportunity and, uh, being appreciative of where you are and, you know, the, 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 the phrase, you know, we get to wrestle today. We're the lucky ones. We get to wrestle today. And um, man, that rings true right now. I tell you what, and you know, when, when next Friday night gets here and we're able to, to go out and take the mat on, you know, in Holloway against a real opponent, I think uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an extra special feeling for, for a lot of these guys who, who, when they tie their shoes that night, when they, you know, when they pull those straps over their shoulders, that it's a, it's a, it's going to be a pretty special feeling. Yeah, no, no doubt. It, it, it's going to be long overdue and, and we look forward to it. 100%. Um, some of those guys, right? Yeah. Some, I like that idea. 
got a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of preseason, and, and it is what it is. Preseason rankings are are nice to get. We right? all know how much Tony loves rankings; uh-huh. they're his favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Other people's to- opinions. It's great. <laughs> Now, here's the thing with a lot of these guys, they're they're very informed opinions, right? Like you mm-hmm. you don't know how it's all going to shake out, but you know going in what Devin Schroeder is. And sure. in a lot of folks' minds, he's he's a top five as high as number three in the country preseason. And I don't think any would 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 say that's not well earned. Um, you know, he's not the only one in the top five. Kendall Coleman also uh, getting a top five preseason ranking, seven wrestlers in the top 25, uh, just, you know, it, it's, they, they are what they are, but you'd rather have them than not. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, when I say other people's opinions, that's not to be dismissive of those people doing the rankings. I still love them. You know, I know a lot of them personally, that's not, they, they, they do, they work hard and they, they do their dead level best. But as a coach, right. I, I just, I just say that other people's opinions, because, Honestly, the, the people's opinions who matter is that young man who's walking out, putting his foot on the line, uh, as well as his team and the coaches who are behind him. Right. Those are the people's opinions who really matter. And so so that's where it's, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, um, I think I, they all get that. Yes. Yes, I'm sure they do. But but no, it's you know, in this day and age where there's you know so much information out there, it, it's it's an indicator of good work that has been done, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. It's an indicator of, hey, you have done a nice job in the past, um, but it's a new year. And I've always talked about that. They're, they're, you know, even if it's the exact same team in terms of guys, they're a year older, they've done better or worse, or, you know, I mean, expectations, whatever. So um, it's, you know, it's a new year and you gotta, you gotta go out and do it again. And we've always said that the mark of of you know uh, a champion, if you will, is is consistency. So to be able to re- repeat things like this is what's important. So that's what we're looking for. We're, you know, you're looking for a guy like Devin to get out there and, and get back after people and and establish himself as a dominant guy at the weight. Kendall Coleman and those guys. And you know, I will say what we had him up the other day in front of the team. Where since we're getting to compete now, uh, we're having a, a couple guys here and there stand up and talk about their goals. And we've got a chance to ask them questions, right? You know, um, both long-term, mid, mid-range goals. You know, if this happens, how are you going to handle that? You know, what's your day-to-day? What do you got to do to be successful? And, and I liked what I heard from them. Um, you know what I mean? They have huge goals and they have that quiet confidence about them. You know, they're not guys that are going to beat their chest. But, but I, I, I like, you know, how they're thinking and, and, and they believe what they're saying. And that's, that's huge. You know, it's one thing to say it. Anybody can say something, but, you know, you got to see the belief in a man's eyes and, and, you know, if they think it's really achievable. And so, so it was good. It was fun to watch them talk to their teammates about their goals and where they're at and, and uh, how they're going to get there. And, and uh, you know, we'll keep working through that with the rest of these guys as we go. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun to hear them talk about their goals and what they need to do. Um, exciting to see, you know, specifically about Devin, um, and again, you know, we, we've kind of qualified what rankings are, especially the preseason ones, you know, they haven't seen these guys on the mat in a long time, but, uh, I haven't completed the homework yet, but, uh, Devin's our highest preseason ranked individual in a, in, in a very, very long time. Um, you know, the last guy who was in the top five for us was, was cash Caroga back in 2011, I believe. And so, um, it's pretty cool. You know, we, we talk about last year 
and we talk about the rarefied air that we, we kind of, we climbed into and, you know, we did some historic things and we achieved some things at a very high level. Um, and now you're seeing the carryover to that. You're seeing the, okay, you did that last year. Okay. What's next. Right. And we're, and we're, we're already starting to, to make more accomplishments, make more history, do, do more things that haven't been done here in a very long time. And that's very exciting for the program. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, we, we haven't reached our, our, our biggest goals. I will say there's, there's progress, there's signs, you know, that, that have us excited, have the team excited. It's, you know, created belief in, in what they're doing, right. You, you want to see, or, you know, any, any guy, you want to see progress It feeds kind of what you're doing. You know, I'll use in terms of something that's very tangible. If you're lifting weights and you, the, 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 the weight on the bar continues to go up, you know, that, okay, I'm getting excited. I want to keep pushing more and more weight. Same thing, you know, as you win and you, and you move up that podium, you know, it kind of feeds that fire. And then that's really what I see, especially out of our really good kids. And then it's just trying to make sure the under uh, the, uh, the underclassmen, the very young guys, you know, uh, understand how to keep stoking that fire as well. You know? So uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's fun to see. And, and I like where we're at, but we, you know, we've, we haven't got what we want. So uh, I just want to make sure everybody understands that, you know, we still uh, are very hungry. Absolutely. Well, as, as Corey said, seven preseason guys ranked um, other guys they, they, of, of note, just to throw, throw, throw a list together here. Uh, Griffin Perry at 149, getting some love anywhere from the top 10 to the top 15 to the top 20. Um, he's a little all over the place that way. Uh, Parker Phileas in the top 20 at 141. Um, Amel Sunland getting some love at 65 and 74. Max Lyon getting quite a bit of love at 184. And Thomas Panola is getting a little bit, you know, he's, he's coming back down from heavyweight to 197 and, and he's getting a little bit of love um, with those 197 pounders um, to, to fill out that list of, of seven guys getting preseason rankings across the board. Yeah, it's good. Good group. And if you watched, uh, you know, from October when we went out to uh, university in uh, U20s, uh, you know, specifically you had Parker, Max and Panola all had, um, you know, pretty strong showings. They are being a number of highly ranked kids as well. So, you know, when you have that nucleus, you have a guy like uh, or guys like Kendall and Devin. You got that next group of guys that are looking really good. Max making the finals. Thomas beat a couple of highly ranked guys, be top four, and and Parker, you know, being what was he fifth, I believe. Uh, you know, that's good. That's that's a next wave of guys coming. You know, to add to those two, and then you have you know somebody like Emil, who you're saying is getting some love. You know, he he had his season, you know, jerked away from him last year. He was really. Uh, going to have a, a strong year. He had already shown that in some of his brief, you know, few events before he got hurt at Cliff Keen, you know, where he made the quarters, you know, when it was in the round of place and stuff. So before he got hurt. So, you know, you got a guy like Emil um, right there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good group. Some guys who are really showing that they're coming hard. Um, some guys who have maybe a bit more experience or been in a little higher on those matches. And then some young guys who, who really, I think are anxious to, uh, to prove themselves as well. Yep. There's a lot of guys I'm excited to see wrestle. I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, Thomas at 197. He, uh, he looked like a beast out at universities. And, and I think he's, you know, I think he's going to turn some heads early. And then Emil's another one you brought up Emil. I mean, he, uh, he's looked pretty good in the room. 
I'm really excited to see him get his hands on some other people and, and uh, see how much he has changed since last year. Cause you know, I've seen, I've seen a bunch of new moves in the room that I didn't see him do before that uh, I think are going to open some eyes pretty quickly on the season. Yeah, no, he, he's a very disciplined kid. He, he really is, you know, and uh, you know, what I, all I want from him is I, you know, you mentioned you're seeing some different things from him and that's what we want. You know, he's, he's got some very strong attacks some very, he's, he can turn. I mean, he's got some very good, uh, you know, skill sets. Uh, we want to see him continue to open up, you know, showcase your skills you know, don't leave anything in the toolbox here. Let's get out and let's, let's showcase them to people. You know, that's the one thing I want to just encourage him to continue to kind of open up and put more points on the board than what he was doing last year, you know, early on as a freshman. Absolutely. Um, well, I think that's about all I've got. Corey, I, I thought you had something else. Yeah. Uh, there's a documentary floating around out there that, uh, that, that that was put together to honor you know the great Dan uh, and and the only thing I've heard anybody talk about from it is is this uh, this scraggly dude running around in his blue underwear. Hey, coach, coach, <laughs> what's it like? What's it like making your big film debut? Uh, I mean, <laughs> in all your glory. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've had a lot of phone calls on this too. I mean, like. Let's make this about what it should be. Coach Gable, he's got the Medal of Freedom. You know, I mean, the guy, you know, has done everything. Uh, but I did have a few people, yeah, same as you, bring up the fact that I, I was running around in my briefs. Um, I, I got two things to say. One, that's how we did it back then. That was, that was socially acceptable in, in the Iowa wrestling room, okay? Wasn't just me. But two... <laughs> The, the real mistake I made, believe it or not, I don't even look at it, the mistake was wearing the blue briefs only. It was standing next to Joe Williams. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that part of the film, that was truly the mistake. Full stop. Yes. And people who know Joe know what I mean. Like, you know, you know, that guy, that, I needed to go stand next to somebody else. I, I know that. But uh, Go hang out next to the heavyweights or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only yeah. one who ever made that mistake. I guarantee uh, <laughs> But, you know, it was, you know, it was fun to see in this. I, I, I enjoyed it in terms of this. It was a nice walk down memory lane. I'd seen bits and pieces of that footage. Obviously, being on the team, you know, was, was, was a lot of fun and special, you know, as it ended with Coach Gable you know, uh, retiring after that year, but, uh, but no, it was a nice walk down memory lane. Um, except for I did have to answer the question of my kids too. Dad, why aren't you wearing shorts? Come on, dad. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that, you know, it's funny. You, you make the thing of that's, that's what we did back then. And, um, having been around wrestling for the last 15 years of my, you know, never wrestling myself, but having been around the sport, um, I just, there's, there's not much that surprises me anymore as far as what, um, you know, what you guys will do and, and what, uh, what certain things are deemed acceptable for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think that it kind of goes, if you just think about the mentality too, it's like, we're going to compete this year, right? Like, you know, our, our goal is just, however we got to get these dual meets in, that's what we need to do. And that's just, that's the singular focus, right? That's, we understand it could be messy. It could be ugly because you just don't know what a lineup's going to be. So you, you realize there's that possibility, but Hey, 
we're in this. We're in this. And our goal is to get these duels in and get to March and, and get to our national championships and, 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 and make this happen. And it was the same way, you know, when you're in the room, hey, we're just going to do this. We're going to wrestle. I'm here to wrestle today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really hot. My shorts are got 10 pounds of water in them. You know what I mean? The shirts. Yep. Yeah. We're just going to, we're here. We're going to do this. So um, yeah, yeah. We can, we can have another, uh, another uh, 12 podcasts on stories too, about those kinds of things. Cause yes, there's please. just, Look, we got numerous. Yeah, yeah. Numerous or, options there about, about the look of guys wrestling, like maybe in just their briefs, but neck braces, you know I mean? Just a neck brace. Cause you got a sore neck. So, I mean, all you got on are wrestling shoes, briefs, and maybe a neck brace. Maybe you got your headgear on, maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff there that, that, uh, that, that made me laugh and chuckle about when you think about back then, you know, he definitely had a few other scenes where like, he called me into his, he called me into his office. and was like, Hey, come look at this. Come, come check this out. <laughs> and uh, you know, things you can't do anymore, obviously. You know, there was no, one coach no. coach Gable sending them all into the sauna after a workout, <laughs> and he just shuts the door, and you're like, he's not opening that thing. Nope. He's, no, they're, no, they're in there, they're in there for the long haul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you were in there till they, they said, Hey, you're out, you know what I mean? Uh, but 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 it all served a purpose, right? Like there was always a, a reason for it right and so even though you you know to some people you look and be like man that's really extreme but there's a reason and it's necessary you know whether it's to create the mindset or get you guys together or you know what i mean um it's just you know always like, a lot of there's yeah. always yep no doubt always context Corey, i think that's uh i think yeah. that's all we got this week we've gone everywhere we wanted to go <laughs> in some places that we probably shouldn't <laughs> but uh we, we've got a lot to look forward to. We're going to come back at it next week, and we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into the Northwestern duel. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the, uh, the Purdue roster as it's uh, shaken out and sort of where the guys are with their training. So uh, we'll leave it there for now. Coach, thank you for, for the time. Tanner, good to see you as always. And everybody else, boiler up. Thanks, boys. <laughs>